It's the Daily Talk Show. Tommy. 42. Episode 42. It is Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. I've lost the days. They're all... You know what fucked us? The public holiday on the Monday here in in Melbourne. It it wasn't across Australia. I I don't even know. The thing, when you have a business, (laughs) the public holidays go out the window. Mate, I don't even bloody get weekends. Woof, woof. No. Uh, the why was I a dog? A wolf, wolf. No, it's just something I I do. Yeah, but where'd you get that from? I think it's just blokey. Like when I feel like you're saying something, it could be seen as a bit masculine. No, but it's quite cute little puppy. Wolf, 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 <gasps> wolf, wolf. Like a to, just very quickly. Wait, Mondays or Fridays? Which do you prefer in regards um, to a public holiday? Uh, Friday. Okay. Because th- because Thursday's still the week, so it's like, it, yeah, you you have a short week leading into it, and then Friday's a good day to have off. Yeah. And so people are just ready to launch, and it's fun. I guess it makes sense. Talking about the whole masculinity thing, I was wondering, um, can I borrow some of your chest hair? <laughs> yes, you can, Josh. I, I, I've got my own. <laughs> the no, I was I was hearing a guy having a conversation with someone mm. the other day and it made me uncomfortable. He was talking about like um, his wife being at home and he's saying, you know, uh, you know, she understands the hours I'm doing because, you know, I bring home the bacon. And he's like, you know, fucking nappies, you know, aren't free yeah. because he's got a kid. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I was like slightly wincing about the interaction that was why do you think i was having a reaction what was i yeah. reacting to it's a, it's i think it's an old school the man putting in more effort than the woman yeah when it's like fuck the effort that goes into raising a child is just as much as me at work tapping away on my computer trying to do you know client work yeah and it's, it's this perception that like the only thing you need is bacon yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, bacon is nice Money's also yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, where great. was this? Oh, it was just within a like a uh, like a music industry sort of dude. Um, I didn't didn't want to reveal the person. No, no, name. no. I don't mean who was it, but I was like, where was the location? It was. Oh, it was. It was sort of like a backstage music sort of event. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. I was wondering if it, you overheard that while we were at Krispy Kreme and Nary Warren. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that might have been. No, the potential no, location. Was, no. Um, I was driving here tonight, and I saw this guy on the side of the road. He's waiting for a bus, and I thought, "Fuck, he's on Punt Road, and the bus only goes up Punt Road, and I'm going up Punt Road." Mm-hmm. So I thought, like this split second, I was like, "I oh, should maybe I could just give him a lift." I'm like, no, nah, he's not asking for a lift. But then I was thinking about cars and hitchhiking. Yeah, and I was like, I haven't spoken to you about that, like. My inkling is you haven't hitchhiked before. Hitchhiked? <laughs> hitchhiked? You, you have if, not if, hitchhiked if, before. <laughs> nah, we've talked about accents prior to the show. What did I say? 
You can't do accent. Was that an accent? No, I, didn't, okay. I thought I was doing some like English, maybe. Okay, great. It's still an accent, but no, we'll let that one pass. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> We're talking about racist accents before. Yeah. Um, what are the no go to ones? Racist. Well, you can do like British ones are fine. Yeah. I think American. As Americans, fine. But as a white person doing like an Indian accent mm. or things like that. Don't worry, Matt Tilly. The <laughs> ex-radio host, he's got us covered. He'll he do the Indian one for us. With the gotcha calls, didn't he? Yeah. No, hitchhiking. Yeah. Uh, I've never done it. Uh, oh, no. I've never been the hitchhiker. I've picked people up. Mm. And one of the cases, that exact scenario that you were talking about with um, seeing someone at the bus stop, Yeah. I saw a boy that I went to school with we grew up from uh I, he was in kinder with me and went through high school he had autism and he couldn't when he was in primary school couldn't speak but then sort of developed some speech and all mm. that sort of thing anyway he sort of he sort of hung around the wrong crowds or things like that easily influenced mm. but i i uh liked him and so i see i knew where he lived and I was heading that direction. He was at the bus stop and I was 19. And I said his name. I said, hey. And I opened the passenger. I reached out and opened the passenger door. The real invite. And because um, it was easier actually than trying to do the windscreen because I had like a manual, winds- um, manual window. Yeah. And... Uh, I said, hey, do, do you want to lift? I'm going towards your house now. And he yelled out, fuck you, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I'll just take you to my... He's like, fuck you. And, and the problem was then the bus was coming behind me and I'm in the fucking... at the bus stop with my door open. I had to drive off with my door open. And I'm like, ever since then, I'm like... I ended up fucking deleting in my Facebook. I'm like, I can't deal with having someone who at any point could just go a bit fucking... And the thing That's is... awesome. And the thing is that my... Uh, <laughs> my mum works in the area in which she lives like where we grew up and she gets like uh, she said like this was a couple of years ago now she's like oh he came to uh, came in was asking looking for you that. yeah looking for a, you. and she was just like she felt a bit uh, do you reckon he wanted to say sorry nah he was he's like a bigger guy and all that sort of thing but it was just um, mum was actually a little bit scared of him she's like oh I don't know about him yeah. it's just so anyway, that was wow. uh, so that was my hitchhiking style story, and so the only other time I remember doing it is being um, Great Ocean Road. Have done that a bunch of times, and uh, what picking up people? No, anyway. no, just no. I've done the Great Ocean Road, but I we picked up people once when it was raining. And people had walked out. You know, like the 12 Apostles, there's uh, quite a drive from yeah, the car yeah, park yeah. and people walk out and people were stuck in the rain and we just pulled over and let them oh, in. Oh, that's nice of you. Yeah. We once uh, were out, this is nightclub in... Um, so you didn't go through this. Like there's this whole night t- nightlife, right? So it's like all this shit that goes down when there's alcohol involved and you hope that it, it's not dangerous. Yeah. But there's like a lot of the danger elements probably not thought about when you are intoxicated. So there is like jumping into cars and like 
jump, you know, getting in with people that you might not think of. I've got one story. This was before Uber. Yeah. Oh, this is almost I two. Mean, that was only like three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it was, yeah, it was before. Because we've, it- we've already been criticized from Michelle for saying, She's getting pissed off that I'm talking about nostalgia when I'm referring to something only a few years ago. <laughs> but that's you. Yeah, you no, exactly. are nostalgia. What did I say to you the other day on a message? I was like, I'll come over and we'll talk about the old times, nostalgia, meaning yeah. yesterday. It's the hook. It's, I just I get you in now. Let's yeah. talk about the old times. Yeah, I love it. Anyway, I, um, I, was, oh, I got so drunk and it's the only time I've ever ended up like sitting somewhere and almost just being out of it. I I just remember coming to and I was in a car park. I'd gone up into this building's locked off private car park and we're sitting on this wall. I just remember just taking big deep breaths. I've done a few Jaeger bombs. As in like what sort of, is it like an anxious breath or is no, it like, no, no, oh, no, I'm no. fucked up. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So it's not, it's not anxious. It's not... Um, I'm loving this. It's like I need oxygen in me because I'm gonna spew everywhere if oh, I don't. It's almost like what I do. Bree and I were laughing at a guy we're watching on a boat who does. They do this like mouth opening. <laughs> they try not to vomit. <laughs> yeah, you the, the deep breath. If you drink, you've probably been yeah. there before. <sighs> Just yeah. sucking that oxygen, and and then I woke. Up, I sort of came to it. I wasn't asleep. I hadn't been vomiting. I was like. Fuck, what am I doing? I had this... I think I just remember thinking, oh, I'll just go up here and sort of sit down. And anyway, I came out of this car park. I was like, I've got to get fucking home. I was probably 19. Yeah. And I just remember... I was sculling beers with this dude and a few Jager bombs. Anyway, I... Who was oh, the dude? Brad, his name was. Okay. And he can really in. drink. He can really okay. drink. So he drank me under the table. <laughs> and, um, and so I went across the road and I was trying to hail a cab. And this guy... Oh, fuck. I, I was thinking about pulling out an accent for this one. I can't, Yeah, no, nah, don't. What nationality? No, I'll do it. I'll do one. Fuck. <laughs> Josh is, All right, go on. He's anxious. Here we go. Okay. So this little fucking RAV4 uh, pulls up. Okay. Taxi. Okay, sure. So there's a cutie. Uh, that was like an accent. Yeah. Taxi. Okay, yeah. Go on. And he had a sign in his hand that said, taxi drawn on a piece of cardboard. Taxi. And I got in the car. I was like, fuck this. This is fine. So I jumped in the car. He seems a big fucking mistake. (laughs) (laughs) No, what happens? So I got in the car and I was in St Kilda, which is um, 12 minute drive from my house of where I grew up in in Brighton. And so I I just remember in the car... (laughs) Just putting the window down, feeling a bit sick. No, I didn't spew, but I just remember getting close to home and we pulled up and I had a, I had cash. This is actually when I carry cash. I don't fucking carry cash anymore. So this guy would have been in trouble if I jumped in now. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so I got to there and he touched the dials on his dash, pretending to calculate <laughs> the fee. I was like 1250 thanks. And I gave him some cash, and I and I and I got out. It was the weirdest just, fucking thing. And you you didn't say, mate, you're not doing it. Like, we don't need to treat this as an improv sesh. <laughs> it was like, it was bizarre, and I was pissed. And he probably yeah. got the right customer and to go along with his bullshit. It's amazing. Were you like, oh, do you want to play doctors and nurses now? Which was, oh, is that what it's no, called? Mate. Doctors and patients. You no, mate, that that's a, a bit kid? fucking. 
Kids Fuck off, cunt. <laughs> um, That'll be the title of this episode. Yeah. So getting into strange cars with strangers, I've done it a couple of other times. That was a weird one. Yeah. That was, the co- that was almost like hitchhiking, but I just paid for it. What like about people? Like I've there's one specific friend that I'm thinking of. Yeah. That is such a dangerous mm. driver that I feel every time I'm in his car, I feel like I'm in a TAC ad. Oh, no, that's not good. And it's just like, I won't, I'll just try and avoid it now. I think it gets to a point, an age, it's like, it's not cool to do any stupid shit anymore. But he's not even like, it's just like a bit of a creative, Reckless. a bit fucking tweaked. Yeah. I reckon uh, I know who this is. Yeah. And he's just, yeah, you probably would. And he's just like distracted and he's just like talking and he'll like... I don't think he didn't flip his car. Oh, but no. He did, no, he did something pretty fucking bad where it's like, oh, man, like, I think he must have crashed it or Do you know something. who I got in the car with? Who? I was at a nightclub in LA. Uh-huh. And, fuck, I've got some good stories from the nightclubs in LA. Which, my friend in Melbourne hooked us up with this club promoter in LA. Oh, it's like, it's an, the best connection if you actually want to go clubbing in LA it was like, like a big dog of the clubbing world. So oh, like cool. VIP clubs you can't get into, just walking past to with him. To be a big dog, do you just need to part own these things? Yeah, he's a part owner of one of them. And yeah. he's just, there's a massive promotional company called SBE, which own a few of the nightclubs. Uh-huh. And he'd worked for them for years. And you know. Anyway, so my mate hooked me up with this dude. And I was, and I, I was there by myself in LA and I went out with him. I called him. I was like, mate, what's going on? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, meet me at blah, blah, blah. And so I, I just caught a cab there. I was by myself and I was waiting for him out the front. And we went in and um, walked past the crowd. Like, it feels cool when you're with these dudes. Like, I think some of their lives are a bit sad. Some yeah, of the dudes sure. are living nightclubs. Yeah. Because for me, the traveler who's experiencing this kind of... Yeah, you go in and out. Oh, you have this experience. It's amazing. Yeah. The next day you feel shit and you don't yeah. want to ever go back. Yeah. But it's it, there's some kind of like cool thing when someone's got power in those situations. We're just being able to like pop in and out of those circumstances. And so, and so I met this... I met a whole bunch of people through him. And then we went off to this other nightclub. And then it got to like 3 a.m. And I was like, fucking, I've got to go home. I got a lift home with the dude who sung that song. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. Oh, You're my butterfly. Sugar, sugar baby. baby. Great. Butterf- um, butterfly. Who? What was the, the group? It was no called idea. Butterfly. Anyway, that dude. I've got a photo of him. But he gave me a lift home. He'd been on... Um, and I was wondering why. I was like, fuck, should I go in this car? And then his mate's like, oh, he, um, he was on... Um, celebrity rehab so he's full oh, sober so he's a fucking dedicated uh, what do you call it like designated driver and yeah it was, that was that was bizarre he was but a safe driver I feel Real- like we, we could turn this into a car themed episode here's a car here's another car story uh, when Fifi Box was pregnant and they just found out it's so funny to think that there's a um, industry for, for this but it's like she was having paparazzi following her mm. when they found out and I was the uh, digital content producer of Fifi and Jules sh- we, have, um, we have international listeners yeah Fifi. so Fifi and Jules they were like a um, drive radio show so sort of an FM radio show Fifi Box 
was sort of uh, a radio personality and she was on morning like breakfast TV and all that sort of thing and is a friend of mine anyway she um, was pregnant and she'd gotten she'd just fucked her other car or whatever I think she had a Beamer but they'd given her a replacement like four wheel drive and she said, um, Josh, I don't want them to be able to basically see that I'm leaving the building because they're out the front right now. So she's like, can you drive um, and I'll um, I'll lay in the back and then we'll drive around the corner. And like you, we, we can actually just drive to your house in Port Melbourne where I was living at the time and she'll get out. So Whose I'm, baby was it? <laughs> <laughs> And so anyway, I was like, okay, yeah, I can do that. So I um, I was like driving. It was like a big fucking car, super expensive. And uh, as I was like leaving, I was like trying to be as like inconspicuous as possible and went to like indicate left. And, and was you like, saw that guy that had autism. <laughs> That's your favorite line now, isn't it? No, it. the... Um, I was uh, trying to look as inconspicuous as possible. Yeah. As I turned left, it was like a real hot summer's day. Mm. I had turned, rather than turning on the indicator, I'd put the windscreen wipers on full. It's like in the Euro cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so annoying. And it was just like, uh, I'm sure it would have looked like you just see this sort of like fat 21 year old in this like real expensive beamer did you see the people there waiting nah but we did i remember when we were in sydney and at the airport and we just get out of the car and all of a sudden they just fucking swamp yeah, yeah weird yeah and even like um yeah i've got like other friends that like um where they were just like they just hang outside their place and even like uh my friend who's like uh the brother of someone who is like um who paparazzi like follows like he'll actually Ooh. have conversations i'm not fucking t- well, uh, not this specific you can't stuff get into stories no, that are i like can no i can give you i know a guy who knows another bloke that has a connection oh, to no. this yeah, that no, has a fucking like, it's a, it's a boring story anyway they literally like family members who actually like know the paps because you, you see oh, them every yeah, day yeah, yeah. They're like oh hey how are you going nah they're not in town at the moment <laughs> like yeah, that sort yeah, of shit yeah. it's um that a weird relationship would you ever be a paparazzi would you ever do it i'm a creep with my camera as it is so is that a yes uh no nah, nah after seeing teenage paparazzo the film oh, i saw it at the melbourne that? international film festival I think the guy from Entourage or some shit. Oh, it's that's doc- right. It's a doco. Yeah, um, Adrian Grenier. He, he, um, I don't know people's names. He's the guy. He's the green-eyed one. Yeah, he's in. He's the main guy. Yeah, Adrian Grenier. Anyway, he, um, he produced that. Yeah, he's he? in it. I think as well. So it's about his life um, as a celebrity, or is it? No, nah, you got no fucking idea. It's um, the no, it's a. Kid. Well, you can't remember the movie. <laughs> no, it's a teenager. Like it's a kid who's like fifteen years old. Yeah. Who, oh, yes. who basically like fucking hustles and he's a pap. He's like elbowing the fuck out of people getting photos. Yeah. And he's able to use that where it's like, oh, Brittany, Brittany. And she's like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is cute. So she he gets a good shot. But he's got like a fucking 1D or whatever. You know, this is a few years old. The 1DX wasn't around then. But it's just like, tss, tss, 
like taking a fuck ton of photos. It's just like there is something exciting about it. A good hustle from that young kid. There's a the Australian guy. He's I think he's gone to shit now. Darren Lyons. Oh, he, he isn't he the Geelong Lord Mayor now? Yeah, yeah. And so, but he was a huge. Uh, pa- he was a paparazzi. And it wasn't just a paparazzo. He was actually he had like a photo agency or whatever, yeah. which would sell them. But he also had fake abs and was on Celebrity Big Brother. And uh, f- whack hair. Yeah, whack just hair. Flu- like different colors. Just this really flamboyant dude. I couldn't really quite understand him. No. But he, but he, that's marketing, right? Like that's all his brand. He wants people to talk about the fake ads. He wants people to talk about the hair and 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 he's he's in that murky world. It's almost it is so Hollywood. Like you you see you see paparazzi's everywhere in yeah. LA. Yeah, I saw think- um, Jessica Alba being paparazzi. So I went up and took photos of the paparazzi's taking photos. Did you, if you um if you had a small budget to spend on uh, plastic surgery, <laughs> what would you? Uh, no, seriously, where it's like, mate, you got to make a decision on this. Okay. What do you want to get done? Um, yeah, plastic surgery it can't just be some cosmetic. Oh yeah, procedure. no cosmetics. No, let's go with cosmetic. Mm, if I had the money, I'd just do my teeth. Like they're fine, but I'd, I'd just do them again. I've sure. got, I've had my bottom ones done. Get like veneers and shit. I'd get my top ones done. You could just get them a Wait, bit more straight. Wait, you got the bottom... What did you get done with the bottom yeah, ones? Yeah, they were just a bit wonky. And then I had like back braces so you can't even see them. Ah, uh, The, the sure. back of your... Um... I mean, that's low level shit, right? Yeah, that's but what are you going to do? Uh, I'd probably de-scalp my head. <laughs> I don't <know>. Hair <laughs> I don't, plugs? Hair plugs. No, I don't know. What, what the fuck would I do? Um, you don't want to do anything. I really am just pretty happy. Like, I feel like any improvements is going to fucking point at whatever else is wrong with me. You know what I mean? It's like as soon as I get lipo, they'll be like, fuck, his face is weird. Uh, we're going to get to some feedback from uh, BMAC. So Sh- we've got... Hang on, what did he, he sign it off with? Shades. Yeah, Shades. Uh, that's that's my homeboy from Shepparton. And my homeboy now too. Yeah, but- well, he now lives in Melbourne, so he's your Melbourne homeboy. But um, we have sorted out our email, so yeah. we're a lot more official now. We've got our own. I was basically getting all the emails and then just being a real lazy fuck with getting back to people. We're still getting... So people. now what Josh is saying is he's palming off the responsibility. So if you don't... Rec- if, it's a shared, it's if, a shared responsibility yeah. now. <laughs> and we now have on... On your phone, for instance, you will get a notification and be told when there's new email, which is True. exciting. So uh, you've received an email. We've received an email at hi at the daily talk show dot com. Yeah, but what I was saying is this is going to lead us out. We're, we've still got a few minutes. Okay. So we'll get to that at the end. Okay. No, that's a good tease. Um, good tease. I was on the way here and I was thinking... Well, that was seamless. Go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's classic Mate, transition. Did you literally... You're like, fuck, I need to think of some content because all nah. of your stories are based on your way here. Yeah, but... By the way, it's like 10.30 at night. I've been fucking dealing with this fucked edit trying to get shit done and shit's exporting at the moment. So we're buying... We've got time up our sleeve and I would like to do a little appreciation piece to... Tommy is very busy and I've been busy and Tommy has made the compromise and come all the way to Abbotsford from St Kilda so I appreciate Fuck that. Fuck off, cunt! <laughs> <laughs> good timing. Good, very um, good timing. So, 
No, this was. I had this thought past the. Um, Were you on Punt Road? Yeah, I'd just gone past the guy that I almost picked up. Yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking, fuck, I felt quite good. Like it's late and I should be tired. And I was like, nah, this is like what the hustle's about. This is like, you know, you got to put in the effort. Like it's, it's like almost energizing thinking about how much hard work you're putting in for something, right? Yeah. And I was thinking, that's like what that whole thing of Gary V and the motivational business people are selling that motivation. Like it's a, it's a thing to tell people you're working hard. Yeah. But my thought around it was the other side of that is me being tired tomorrow and feeling fucking depressed Yeah. and not. And so there'll be a bunch of people that don't function well without sleep and be putting in 17 hour days like Gary V waking up the next day. So depressed. Yeah. Well, I think, you know what, like I've been listening, that book Essentialism, you need to listen to it from fucking start to finish Yeah. because it is, it has changed. It is the exact thing that I needed to hear, but it's this thing start of Start like, to finish, was I going to listen to it another way from start to finish? <laughs> you said listen to it well, from start to finish. Well, I feel like you're listening two minutes like, oh, yeah, no, I know no, the no, book. No, 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 no. I, I, yeah. I understand the book. Yeah, I read it. I read it. Well, how much did you listen to it? Oh, fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> I literally, so I, um, no, it just, it's just about uh, priorities and just being, you know, like it's it's that cliche of being able to say no, mm. but it's really protecting your time and protecting the things that are important to us. So like at the end of the day, like if family time is important for you, it's just like you just make it a non-negotiable and you fucking don't like I am so quick my default is if someone asks I want to go for least resistance so I'll be like yeah sure yeah we'll make it work mm-hmm. and what I've been experiencing of late is throughout this whole saying yes more what happens is my agenda is filled up by other people's shit <laughs> whereas yeah. and the thing is that people have People don't fucking respect you if you're always just going to say yes and be available. There's something to be said with like, I think that it's an insecurity in ourselves where it's like, I feel like I'm not enough to the point where it's like, or that I'm such a people pleaser that I always need to be available or I always need to, Mm. you know, and for me, and this goes back to one of our previous episodes talking about niching and all that sort of thing. I think it was yesterday, um, is the essentialism. I mean, we've got a brief fucking talk in the next room. Sorry about that. Uh, (laughs) The thing about essentialism and what they were talking about is it is identifying when you are not the right fit for something. Mm. And sometimes I'm good with it. And so the the prime example is doing uh, client work. And so what I am going to do um, over the coming months is really being dialed into what I do best. And anything outside of that, I just won't do. Mm. Because I think that like at the beginning, you have to, you fucking hustle and you say yes to everything. It's like, go, go, go. The more you do, the better. It's all about volume. Mm. And like now I'm like, put them in. Yeah, I'm literally like, oh, if you, um, if someone sends me something and it's like not the right fit, I'm just going to say, no, I'm not really the right fit. I think it serves a purpose though making these mistakes i know for me learning is like i i will learn very quick if i start working and getting to work and 
and then th- thinking about how I'm going with it all versus yeah so I mean that just works for me but it's like you having this realisation yeah. after shit going on for you yeah. and reading a book that has a message that connects to this stuff and so it's like I, I hear success stories of everything everyone's had and we caught, talk, talked about the crucible moment yeah it's like something full on happens that jolts you into a new thinking yeah and it's also that stretching which allows you to realise because I'm like is this the path is saying yes and like because this it's a volume game so there's only just going to be more of this mm. and I um, so it's about like cherry picking your life and prioritizing and just like I think um, it's even comes down to things like email I'm just fucking over at the moment this expectation like I've just set this ridiculous expectation around email where it's like at the moment when I'm on a shoot, if I don't email back within like four hours, people will be like, hey, like I'll get a call or yeah. they'll be like, oh, did you get that? And it's just like, I want to completely restructure things. And I think part of the problem with the businesses that we're in is stuff with revisions and things like that. But I think we almost need to take that off email. Like I know um, Dr. Jason Fox, uh, who I know and who I'm doing a video with, uh, later in the the month, what's he do? Uh, he's a organizational psychologist. Is probably I don't know if that's like the right phrasing. He um he he's uh, I've got one of his his books here. He's sort of um he's when you see him in an event or something, he stands out. He, yeah, how to lead a quest is uh, one of the books that uh, he's done most recently. Unlock new progress through doubt and uncertainty. So he's all about like fucking speaking to the big companies of the world, the McDonald's and shit like that, and being like, this is how when everything's fucking changing, how you deal with it. This is nice. He signed it and shit for me. But anyway, he... um, What the fuck was I talking about? I don't know. <laughs> This is fact. This is why I don't. Know, I mate. don't this don't, is why I don't, don't have a go fucking to prop. grab fucking shit off the bookshelf. What would the <laughs> no? That's going to annoy the shit out of me. We need oh, to bring it around. Yeah, we either need some oh, emails, emails, emails. Oh yes, yes, yes. He has a he has a um an autoresponder a rule. It feels it feels like we fucking talk autoresponders every episode. You talk autoresponders, every but he episode. has an autoresponder which says like basically, hey, I'm going to be slow as fuck with this email. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's allowing. You form the expectation and the expectation is I'm slow as fuck. Yeah. So anything above that is a win. Exactly. And the other thing too that I'm finding too, the more I say, how about this? I got a potential job. Um, I was filming all of yesterday. didn't have time for to do any, anything from my phone, email, anything like this. I had an email and a phone call from someone yeah. saying, hey, Josh, um, you know, got your details from so-and-so. We have this filming for Thursday that we want to do. Um, you know, get back to us ASAP if there's mm. something you can do, put together a quote. Anyway, I didn't have time to get back to it yesterday. Anyway, uh, this morning at like 8 a.m., I got a call and I answered it hello, this is Josh. And um, she said, oh, hey, I left a voicemail and email, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, so sorry about that. Just being on a project. I'm, um, uh, she said, oh, yeah, we had something for tomorrow, for Thursday that we want filmed. I said, I'm actually heading overseas 
on Thursday and I'll be away, but I'll be back next week. Doesn't sound like it's going to work for your timeline, but either uh, either way, um, feel free to send me an email if there is other future work and I'd be happy to look at it mm. then, but I wouldn't be able to do this one. And she sent me an email basically saying, I actually haven't looked at it, but Bree said to me, she's like, oh, that was nice that they've said that they're going to change the date so they yeah, can make great. it work. And it's like, this is the thing. I would have like, if I wanted to, the hustle in me would have been like, oh, fuck, even if you're going away, try and get yeah, it try in, and get tr- it try and get Dude, it done. It's It was my business. Like I had a lot of those learnings early days when I had my personal training business. Yeah. Because it's all based around how many, how many sessions can you fit into one day? Uh-huh. And I've got, you know, f- 10, 15 clients that are doing a few sessions a week some three and you're needing to juggle shit yeah and i just and got to a point batch them? do you batch them yeah i batch you, them yeah. but i just gave them this is all i got yeah and exactly. people fit into it yeah and it's not because um it's not being, being an asshole an asshole or bossy no. it's like no this is just what works and and people know that that's just what works and it's just back and forth it's good it's 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 a good mindset to be in to because if you're running out of fear going i need the work i need this it's like you'll become a slave to the dollar or a slave yeah. to the job and you'll be fitting everyone else's schedule and it's a, it's fraught with fucking danger of unhappiness. I think that the thing, and I'm noticing as I'm saying things, I'm like, oh, fuck, I've spoken about this, I've spoken about this previously. I think what we're hearing from me is this journey of someone who was a massive people pleaser. I yeah. think... I think for me, I know in a previous episode, we spoke about people picking your brain and I was always, I really prided myself on like, oh man, this person wants to hear from me and they want to be mentored by me and I'm going to give them my time. And I think that that comes, has come from an insecurity of feeling like I'm not enough or that I owe people something or it's like I need to prove to them or that I need to be giving every single person value. It feels good though. I mean, Um, it's a connection. That's where you're getting something out of it. Yeah. The exchange is not one way. You're actually being rewarded for being offering up this information. It's like... But the thing is that there's the... I listened to a podcast uh, that Tim Ferriss did a while ago that was all on um, codependency, which I was like, I discovered, I'm like, fuck, I've had so many codependent situations or relationships mm. where it's like the I have realized after the fact that I've been expecting something of like so for, I'll go out of my way to do all of this stuff like perfect yeah, yeah. codependent example is right like I'll um you know I'll, I'll be doing these things for you all the time say it's like oh every single day I go to you and I walk to you and I get a coffee and all that sort of mm. thing and I'm like oh, I'm doing this thing and then all of a sudden, uh, something happens and I need you to be flexible and then you're like, oh, no, nah, man, I can't do it. And then I'm like, are you serious? I've just spent yeah. like the last six months coming yeah, to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. like, well, hang on. No, no, that's like, that's an internal thing that you've created. This is your own codependency. And that's a big thing with codependent people is it's like you give, but then you um, you get really disappointed when it's not met with the sort of gratitude or the response that you're hoping yeah, for. Yeah, or even the same level of giving on there. Exactly. Side. And you just can't. And so for me, my expectations are so low. And I think that a lot of my friendships have flourished when I'm like, actually, 
you know, like you'll have a friend who's a shocker at fucking writing back to texts. Mm. I've got like, I've had a bunch of them in, in my life. And then I realize I'm like, oh, I am that person for other people where it's just like, where I'm just, they always get me on the wrong moment or whatever it is. And it's just like, mm. I look it up and do the equation. I'm like, actually, I am probably perceived as being pretty fucking unreliable. And so I try and give people more slack, expect less from people. And then as well as that, rein in mm. my things like availability. And the, you know, the hard balance is that some of the feedback that I get from people the friends is man i fucking love that like i'll just call you on a saturday morning and be like man what are you up to and you'll be like oh nothing and we go out go out and we hang out all day or we go get coffee and it's just like it's almost this thing of like i just fucking love that you're always available and yeah, it like yeah, feeds yeah. the beast but i don't think it's a nah. i don't think that's a way to live anyway uh shades feedback yeah my homeboy my this homeboy is, as well. This has come through to hi at the dailytalkshow.com. Any feedback, uh, just some love. Yep. Uh, anything. anything would be appreciated. Yeah, what, what have you sent through? Except viruses. Yeah. No, oh, quick one. There's been a virus getting around recently. Um, Amy got one to her work. Not A virus, I say, uh, you'll, you'll get it. Vi- um, Craig got one as well. Hi, hi sir. Um, basically saying... We have footage of you wanking. Send money here or we'll release the footage. That's amazing. How much did Craig give? <laughs> he sent... No. <laughs> he said to me, mate, release it because I don't have a camera on my computer. So it'd be kind of a bit weird. Anyway, uh, Shades, this is not a, a ransom email. No, no. This is... He first- would have a few of your wanking videos. <laughs> Go on. The title being first time emailer, long time listener. I like that. That's classic. Think, is that a shebang reference? I remember on the shebang, the radio show, they would always say that years ago. No, I didn't yeah. listen to the shebang. First time listener, long time caller. No. Yeah, long yeah. Time. First, uh, first, first, first time, time caller, caller long time listener. listener. So he's adapted it yeah. from the dinosaur days yeah, of like <laughs> radio. Uh, he, Tommy needs at least one dig at radio uh, episode. <laughs> Got it out. Good one. Hey guys, first time emailer, long time listener. In episode 39, you mentioned the hustle of the guy selling Coca-Cola cans at high school. Do I have a story for you? He's referring to Hugh from yep. my school, Wesley College. Yeah. So me and my actual, no, just my friend, one in particular, let's call him James. James discovered there was a spare locker next to his at our high school during his entire year 12 period. James was also a fan of what some may call the devil's lettuce. And a lot of people... What is the devil's lettuce? I think it's weed. and Because <laughs> that's why he's using a fake uh, name. Um, and a lot of people knew this around the schoolyard. Okay. If there was a guy, he was that guy. I'm not sure if, if you remember the extra chewy bottles, but if you measure it up, it's a pretty perfect size to drop what a rapper Snoop Dogg calls a little bit of sticky hickey inside it. It's like a bong. Is that what he's making? Yeah, I, I, I'm not too sure. I, I feel like it's an extra bottle. Like it's a... Yeah, go on. <laughs> Dropping names as Josh doesn't seem to know any popular musicians on earth who ever existed. <laughs> it would also conceal the smell. Uh, uh, Shades works for like a record label yeah. so he's well Snoop Dogg I know that he went on Martha Stewart's show <laughs> uh, 
Okay, interesting reference to. Uh, you see where you come into contact with rappers. It's on yeah. a fucking <laughs> Martha Stewart show. All right. You may know where this story is going, so I'll keep it short and sweet. A transfer of cash between James and his let's call them medically enthused clientele came via a handshake, whilst at the same time James smoothly dropped a locker key into friend's pocket or hand. Smooth. The buyer would then go to the locker, open up the extra chewy bottle, and pick up the green nugget of sacred holiness. Oh, so he was literally just using just, the extra thing as yeah. a storage device rather than a bong. Yeah, go we on. did go to a Catholic school, in brackets. <laughs> the buyer would then give James the key back and be on their merry way. James is in jail now. I'm kidding, he says. <laughs> Point of the story, the hustle was real in high school. He made a shitload of cash and entrepreneurs start from day dot. Remember when entrepreneurship wasn't considered cool? Story for another time though. And that Coca-Cola story you mentioned brought me back to the time when I was in high school. I'm not James though. I swear I'm not James. But, <laughs> Farewell. But he's the he's the guy getting the key. He's the, the um, snitch. No, <laughs> you're not. I love you. That's, the, um, thank, thanks, uh, thanks, Shades. I like the, that. Mate, uh, I mean that's Shep life. You grow up in Shepherd, and that's can, what's happened. I mean, you don't do drugs, but I feel like you're very uh, street smart. You have a sense yeah. of these things. What? How much does marijuana cost? And then, like, what is? How do they make profit? Like, what's the like? Do they just mark it up significantly? Like, who who does the marking up? Some of I was talking to my mate the other day, and we we're talking about like drug dealers have a really clear profit margin. They buy it for one price and they sell it for another, and there's their profit in between. And, yeah. and we we're, were laughing because it's like the the fucking profit margins in your business after you take out marketing, advertising fees. Yeah. It's like. It, it's so diluted and unclear whereas drug dealers buy a thousand pills for so 20 that, grand okay. and sell them for $30 a pill so they uh, make $10,000 because they yeah, get 30 sure. so it's like okay. really clear so they're, but, they're buying vol- they have to buy volume it's like and bit- then they sell and then they sell a smaller amount how many levels <laughs> do you think you're in like marijuana for instance Probably less levels than, say, a pill or something like that, because I guess less levels meaning what? Less hands that it's going through. Like a pill Depends. has like a manufacturing process where it's getting a pressed and it's getting all like, mixed you, and shit the like thing, that. The drugs, and that's why people are worried about. No one knows where they fucking come from unless you know the person making them. Yeah, and so there's levels of drugs that are. Less dangerous. How do you in know? How do people? I mean, not that you do. To be clear, you don't do drugs. But being in all of these scenes and shit, you you see these things. And being the fucking inquisitive type, mm-hmm. you're the type to find out this sort of information. How do people find out whether drugs are good quality or not? For cocaine, what is the what is the quality? In cocaine, what are people looking for? Uh, the There's smell, not- the smell, and the look. Okay. Well, it's like the closest. And then pills, like, do their logos mean something? Yeah, but then it's like I, there used to be a site when I was going out to nightclubs when I was younger, and it was called, oh fuck, it was like a basically like a, a a pill review site. And these Fucking- are still around, right? So you can actually jump on and see what pills are circulating and what the review says about them. Oh, interesting. But then I remember um, there was like 
these certain type of pill going around when I was um, probably 19, uh, green Mitsubishis. For any party goers out there, they're probably thinking, fuck, yeah! What was but, it like? I don't know, they were just p- really strong pills. I didn't yeah. take pills. And it's like, they literally had pieces of glass in them. I, I saw them. I saw that, bits of glass and what inside is that meant the pill. To do? What's that meant to do? No, it was like fucking just, dodgy. Yeah. It was like the... So there was like the good ones and then... So like the ones that legitimately worked. Yeah. But then there was these other ones that were going around. So Back. some some bogan in his shed is probably putting together the ones that look the same and... Just crushing up a bit of glass. Legit up, glass. I mean, that's why I you couldn't go, do, fuck, I literally, don't fuck around with that shit. No, absolutely. We're getting the, the wrap-up. Did we get a wrap-up? We literally... We're being Sam Cavs. <laughs> 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 getting the wrap-up. Uh, it's the Daily Talk Show, everyone. Thanks for uh, listening. Please subscribe on the iTunes app and actually, you know, stop for a second. Stop. And if you are enjoying this podcast, mm. review us on iTunes or in the podcast app. If you do it, please let us know. And you know, if it's just a rating or review, and everything helps. Yeah, it does. Uh, thanks, everyone. We'll uh, we'll see you tomorrow. I really stopped when you said stop. I, I even stopped. Well, I was trying to really build. I wanted to break that cycle you of did. people just sort of. Anyway, you did. You did. Great one. Bye. Bye bye. Oh, sorry. I thought I was still recording. Up. Where's my mouse gone? Hang on. Oh. Fuck off, car! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's still not going. <laughs>